serve the fruit. We were talking about a lot. <laughs> we Six minutes of music. <laughs> Stop, guys. So, so thank you, Iris, for letting us know. from a male's perspective. I think a lot of times um, we assume what we think men should be thinking or are thinking and vice versa. I think men do the same thing. Um, but more communication needs to be had, more conversations like that. Um, so it was, it was really interesting hearing it from a guy, like what men are thinking and doing out here in these streets. So. Yeah. Are you um, wearing your heels? I am not. Absolutely not. Listen, guys, I'm 42. I know there are women past their 40s who wear heels, but I made it out here without bunions, without corns, no hammer time. I'm not going back to the hills. <laughs> I will wear some platforms and wedges, but that's about it. Yeah. I need support out here. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have to post the Lester, like, it, it, like, is it hammer toes you want? or Because <laughs> I am bunion free over here, too, and I guess that has a lot to do with the fact that I'm not wearing heels every day, but I will say, that going out on a nice day, you know, mm -hmm. if, if a man's treating me nice and he wants to take me out, I would wear heels. Like heels, heels? Heels, heels. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I haven't seen you wear heels. Don't worry, guys. Shelly got a bad pair of heels in the back of the closet waiting. She Together, we it was like a luncheon, um, and networking. yeah, networking luncheon, and we all got together and talked about business. Some people were celebrated, yeah. um, and it was good to network and pass around cards and 
I learned some stuff from a few people there. So yeah, it definitely was like out of our comfort zone because we had to get up, walk around, meet people. And what was the questions that we had to ask? Um, what's your name? Mm -hmm. What do you do? And how can I be of service to you? Which is like that's that that last one. That's (laughs) a big step. I'm like, oh, oh, I gotta do something, but it's okay. But you know, sometimes it's like that seems to be such a like what are they gonna ask? Right. Yeah. Like, right. That's not what I meant to say. But, <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah, I, I found that very interesting, but very enjoyable. Like Absolutely. it was, it was one hundred percent black women, and I don't think that was necessarily intended, but it just so happened to turn out that way. And it was just nice to meet women in different areas doing different things, and everybody was excited about our cafe opening. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was actually a couple of Hispanic women there. As yeah, well. was it really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, our our cafe, um, and from you know, us telling people about it, they were like, "Where is it going to be? Is yeah. it open? How can I get there?" So I think a lot of people were just like really. Um, pulling from our vibe as friends, they're like, Oh yeah. my god, I've been friends for so long, and it just you know, it was a, a good a room full of good energy, like yeah, everybody, exactly. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great, it was absolutely, it was. Um, so we, before we get the show started, before we get into Love is Blind or not, um, <laughs> we want to bring something special to you guys, so enjoy this. Un momento. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm writer Jacqueline Stewart, and I'm super excited to be right here on What's Brewing Sis podcast. First, I want to thank you ladies so much for taking the time to read my book, and not just that, but for sharing the story of Tanya's journey of forgiveness with your community. This is a story that encompasses losing love, healing, forgiveness, self-discovery, friendship, and finding love again. I want you to take time to read it and then join me right back here on September 29th. All right, guys, we're back. So we'll be chatting with the author. This is the book, 10 Years Journey. Can you see it? I gotta get my band on. <laughs> we'll also leave a link where you guys go on to Amazon and purchase the book. And if you get it on Prime, it comes so fast. So. Yeah. Um, so I just only cracked that these two ladies have ran it all the way through. They're overachievers. Uh, <laughs> it's a edge turner. So, you know, you can get through it pretty quickly because it's like, okay, you know, yeah. Yeah. you'll be done in no time. Yeah. So if you're one of those type of readers, which I am, where if you kind of read a book and you're like, I wonder why the author did this. I wonder why the author did that. Um, this on, on uh, September 29th. Mm-hmm. We are going to have the author here. She's going to discuss the book with us and we're going to ask her questions. And she's so open and willing. She is uh, the absolute, she is amazing. Her life is like, she has so many layers to it. Mm-hmm. So this book is pretty amazing. And it's about friendships. Yeah. It's about love. forgiveness, mm-hmm. love, Heartbreak, all the love. So yeah. this will be a good little weekend read with a cup of your favorite brew. Yes. You want to come on that? Yeah. <laughs> and um, you we know. have some exciting news. I, I, she can't even wait. Let me finish. <laughs> so the book is called Tanya's Journey of, Forget- of Forgiveness. The author is Jacqueline Stewart. Get it wherever books are got. Yeah. <laughs> you have until September 29th to read the book. And like I said, you can read it in a week. You can read it in a couple of days. You can read it in a day. Yeah. <laughs> I think I read it over three days. So, okay, cool. yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah. I read it in a day. So. I'll, I'll get to reading it soon. Yes. <laughs> so please join us back here and meet Jacqueline. It's going to be an amazing episode. Yes, yes. All right. So before we get into our next episode, I just want to ask some Ice breaking questions. Yeah. Um, these are always fun and comment in the comments. <laughs> comment in the comments what you would do or say or mm-hmm. answer the question. Um, so question number one. If your life was a novel, what would it be t- what would it be titled? If my life was a novel, what would it be titled? It mm-hmm. would be like, ooh, <laughs> the Oh God, come back to me, guys. I think no. I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, I don't think I ever came up with a title. You want me to go and then you go? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the title of my book would be called as I I, I kind of cheated. I kind of thought this out before, so it would be M. 
Nial, which means okay, so it'd be called M Nial, um, and the subtitle would be "Sweet as a butterfly, strong as a lion," and the word M Nial means strength and sweetness put together. Okay, and she put a lot of thought. <laughs> And we, we did not have that type of preparation. Okay. So I just said, to keep it simple, my book title would be The Dion Experience. Whoa. Okay. Jesus okay. Christ. Oh, <laughs> she just made my book. They put my book back on the shelf. Um, I'm going to keep mine a little mysterious. I'm going to title my book One Day I'll Write a Book. <laughs> because if you go look at that name on the shelf, you'd be like, well, it is a book. So why why would she one day write a book? And then you'll go, you'll go look at the back of it and be like, okay, let me take this book. I love it. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I guess you know, I thought mine of it. <laughs> um, if you could spend one day in someone else's shoes, uh, who would it be and why? I think this is that one was tough for me because it's like you don't know what anybody else is going through. You think somebody has an amazing life, they Um, and then when you actually get in their life, you're like, mm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the only person I could really think of was Michelle Obama. I would love to know like stuff that happened in the White House. Mm-hmm. I would love to know all the secrets. Um, but also she's married to a really amazing guy. He just, yeah be loving all up on her like they just unveiled the white house portraits yeah and he uh barack was like oh um y'all call all the best things about michelle you know her strength and blah 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 and that she fine and she started blushing it was so cute i love that that's the only person i can think of very cool Yes. Okay. So I also thought this out. This one out too. My answer would be Oprah. So um, I could sell myself money. There you go. Oh And and that was my why. See your why. Then you gotta you gotta tell us your why. I'm like I like the Oprah. You want money? Like Zell Shirley. <laughs> and then when Oprah get back at her real body, she was like, well, who's Sally Lou? Now that's what it's about. I wouldn't take a lot. I would take, yeah, just a little bit. She can share. She can share. You gave me time to think, but I still didn't come up with anybody. So, uh, does it have to be a real person? Can it be fictional? It can be fictional. Okay, I'll, I'll uh, walk in the shoes of the queen of Okay, oh, I like that. Interesting. I like that. I, I do like that. Yeah, I don't have Bridgeton fantasy, but yeah. I thought you were going to say the Queen of England. No, she no. passed it. Yes, so, she pass. Yes, that is very All right. sad. You know what's funny? And yes. I keep, it's not funny. I have a weird sister who raps the day, you guys. That's okay. So my mom came out and was like, the Queen died. And I was like, Queen of England. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Complex and methodical. 
Wow. Well, <laughs> 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 I want to be methodical. Okay, so since um, our book kind of plays off love, we have relationship goals last week, we want to keep the love talk going. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, title of this episode is Love is Blind or Not. Nah. Or Not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bianca, tell us about the TV show. Bring. Yeah, so this came to light because recently uh, a couple from the show announced they're getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. So it was a black couple. It was Ayana and uh, Jared. Um, I really loved them on the show. So the concept of the show Love is Blind is I think there's 15 men and 15 women, mm-hmm. and they're all separated into what they call pods. They're little small rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where they'll meet in the pod and they get to talk to each other, but they can't see each other. Mm. And over the course of a couple of weeks, they continue to meet different people. And then once they make a connection, they start talking to that person more. If they, um, the end goal is for them to propose to one the person that they no find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people organically fall for the person based off the conversation. Oh, absolutely. And then after they announce their engagement, they get to meet mm-hmm. and then they go on this trip and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, most of the people, some of the people end up married oh, and right. some don't. Okay. Um, so it brought up the, the theory, is love blind? Like, can you, and we talked about this a little bit in relationship goals. What if you meet the person that um meets all of your needs but may be missing one aspect and so it's like can you fall in love with somebody based off everything that you've heard or conversation with them and connecting with them organically but without seeing them them? oh danny take that so i think theoretically it can happen um people do it, but I think there's some elements still of fantasy because if you haven't seen them, then you can only imagine, picture what they look like, and that picture of what you have in your head might not be what's in reality. So right. then I think that's what happens sometimes when the people come out from behind the walls or whatever mm-hmm. and they see each other. Some people are like, yes. Some people are like, no. <laughs> you know, so I mean, um, although it may seem shallow, I think some people do have a preference for, for the visual, you know, what yeah. someone looks like. And how important is that? So respectfully, mm-hmm. respectfully, mm-hmm. could you do it? Yeah, I know you're married, so I'm just saying, you know, if, if you, you weren't married. Um, I think I could, if I were, like, just having a verbal connection with somebody, I could feel, like, again, but I think it's because it's an element of still you putting your own spin on what the person might look like right i don't know that that will hold up if then when i come from behind the wall you know the person looks like and that's the thing so none of the people people are like quasimodo or like the hunchback of notre dame or anything like that but but they may not be attractive to you Mm-hmm. So they're attractive people, but just not specifically for you. So right. can you get over the looks if the person has the right income, if they are a protector, if they are kind, if they're loyal, uh, yeah, if they are they're all of those, those, remember those, right, so, those yeah. things have to be important to her. So if that is if something that you say hits her person, possibly for, for me, um, man, I think, I think, I, I, I think there this. could be some compromises on some way that yeah, someone looks, right. but not, you know, to what would be your extreme. Like, right. somebody could be. Because I think that's what we're thinking when you say, okay, you might not be attracted to this person, <clears> and that doesn't always necessarily mean that this person is the hunchback. Sorry, hunchback. Notre <laughs> <laughs> Dame, because, you know. It's not a, to some degree, there could be some some leeway, but it can't just be like, nah, I can't. It can't be to the point of I can't. Right, and so that means that um, 
I guess that would mean that looks are important. You know, they're they're important, but they're not the whole kid and cook wheel. No, I think that um, looks are looks are very important Mm -hmm. um, to a certain degree. But I think that the crazy part is, out of all the people that I've dated, I don't like what I've. visually look at and be like, oh damn. Right. I don't think that I've dated that person. You know to a T. To a T. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the people I've dated have had those aspects of it, but mm-hmm. not to a T. Yeah. So for me it's like I'm I'm not I won't compromise everything mm-hmm. uh that I find attractive, but there are some things that are more important to me. Who that person Absolutely. is at their core yeah. is more important to me loyalty is more important to me somebody i can have a conversation with on a regular basis somebody who gonna be my ride or die is more important to me now you know i would like for you to have all your fingers and toes and teeth um (laughs) but i don't know what about that makes us uh that unattractiveness unattractiveness makes us think oh my god like when Mm -hmm. what's gonna come um i guess True, true to what you were saying, I, it would just have to be somebody that if everything else is right, the look factor just has to mean that I know that this person can hold me down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's probably why I have a certain type of guy that I'm into. Like, I like tall guys. And it's not just I like tall guys because they tall. It's more so I feel <laughs> a sense of protection, mm-hmm. you know. Um, dating someone that's shorter than me would not really work, you know, in certain mm-hmm. aspects. <laughs> well, not, you, you, know, you would be a little you know what, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are off the shade. Not that there's anything wrong with Dave. There's nothing wrong there's with Dave. Absolutely nothing wrong with Dave. It was a person, but it just as I was, I'm I think that there's a difference between somebody being like a booger bear ugly and, <laughs> and somebody that you're not attracted to so right. it might be a person that if somebody saw him on your arm that people wouldn't be like oh why she dating him right you know what i mean so it's, it's just that he may not be what you normally would go for all right so know? then let's take that question up a notch okay uh would you let, let's take the conversation out i just want to add iris said i think because that means they don't take care of their themselves right some nails for their yeah, yeah teeth and all that stuff um that's a good point iris um right. what do you guys think about let's take they take the question up or not what do you guys think about not them not saying anybody saying anything have you declined an invite to a date with someone because of their looks I, um, yeah, <laughs> but you know I'm not in I'm that in college. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, me too. I'm right. <laughs> um, Have you? Oh, you yeah, say yeah. Yeah, I have. I, yeah. I had quite an experience um, with a guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Where it's like you know, okay, where it's like you know we went out on a date and I tried. But it was like all the pieces didn't fit together, yeah. so it just you know became it, it that added to yeah. Know. It's like I really don't like you now. <laughs> I kind of didn't like you before, but I really don't like yeah. you. Now. You be reinforcing that stuff. Oh my God, let me stop you. All right. So next question. Um, uh, how realistic? Um, no. Let's go here. So, have you ever had a long distance relationship? No. With someone that you just talked by way of phone, and could you? Um, I have not, and I don't think I could. Um, because it's like, one, I'm not really a phone person where I, I really want to. Well, I'll take that back. I will sit and have a conversation for a few hours, but um, how many times are we going to do that? It's mm-hmm. like, then what? I mean, like, you know, planes and trains and buses. Yeah, but you know, I'm visiting you how often? Like once a month, once Mm -hmm. every two months? Like how often? Whatever your schedules allow. And then Mm -hmm. at some point, it'll get to a point that somebody says, okay, we need to come together in a common space. Right. Because I think at this point, too, in life, it's kind of like we're too, I got that. It's like we're too, we're too old for uh, long distance relationships at this point. 
I don't think so. You must think so. I don't think there's an How could that work, though? I mean, I think if you fall in love and decide to take the relationship to the next level, it's going to be like, so am I moving to Chicago or are you moving to Okay, so and and, and eventually to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, Iris said, I used to date not you guys purposely. Don't ask me why. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know why. Some people say that not so cute guys are nice. They say they gonna yeah. treat you real good yeah. because they know, like, dang, I got yeah. I landed her, yeah. so let me be real nice to her. But then there's also the thing: <laughs> nice guys finish last and step because they're not attractive. Yeah, I don't know. I have the swag. Like to me, if you're if you think I don't know, I I, I hate to say people are not nice looking. I, I think it's all about how you carry yourself. Yeah. Um, there are some guys that to me like. If you got swag, if you can carry yourself, you can have a conversation. If you could, you can make up for some of the. Oh, absolutely! Absolutely. I have. I'll never forget the story that a coworker of mine told me. Where I'm sorry, she was like, um, she went to her friend's house. Her friend was dating this guy, and finally told, and finally told, you know, the girls like, hey, you know. I'm dating this guy, you know, I want y'all to meet him or whatever. And she said when she got to her friend's house, she was like, look, just so you know, like, he's really good to me. He treats me really good. I can't remember if she had kids or not, but, she, you know, she was like, he does all this. He gives me money. He's really nice. I really like him. The girl's like, well, why are you telling me all these disclaimers? So when she turned the corner and met him, she was like, what? Her friend knew that he wasn't attractive, but he checked off everything else. He right. was good to her, was like catered to her, and you know took care of her. So she was like, "I'm gonna give him a shot." Yeah. So. Man, I, man, you might be missing I your think, king out here. You're right, missing your king out here. But I, I, I think I just and I, I don't want to seem shallow, to be in longer term relationships because of that fact. I thought marriages were breaking up and it was. 
So marriages were breaking up. I think some people realize, like, what did I do? Like, well, I think I'm like they were saying, like, for per, for people who were say in a uh, domestic violence situation, now you're with That's this person twenty four seven. Yeah. Um, or you know, if you were more in a, uh, I guess a, a relationship of leisure. Like we just together because we've been together for so long. Convenience. It's yeah. so a lot of people were together for convenience. Like we had the kids together, so we don't just be together. But a lot of people got to the realization, like, okay, our kids are graduating, so bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or there are people who realize, like, you know, I got wrapped up in the whole, oh, let's get married, let's have the wedding, let's white picket fence. I'm going to finally live this dream that I always wanted to have, but then you realize that that wasn't the person that was in your dream. Yeah, so. it's like, don't put that much pressure, I think, on your marriage, too. Like, if it's like, oh, and this is everything that I wanted. Like, just, you know, be married and be in it and get to know the person. I, I was just shocked and surprised that people weren't necessarily like, trying to just kind of, like, get away from each other, like, separate. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you go, go on a run or do some self-care activities. You don't have to be. We weren't we weren't necessarily stuck in the, we were stuck in the house, but outdoor activities were okay mm-hmm. a lot of the time. So I, I, you know, I, I don't know why more people didn't just like leave, like leave the house, don't leave the relationship. Well, some people were afraid to actually leave the house. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, I also got people, you know, at, at one point when we were both like completely 100% working from home, mm-hmm. we were sitting at the t- same table working, and some people were like, <laughs> y'all. Y'all sitting this close together, or y'all working together from the dining room table? And it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, but it's, you know, some people I find it weird that we eat together. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many people that you know, families that everybody just eat in their rooms or in common spaces or as they get home from different schedules or whatever. But um, you know, they. Like, oh, y'all still eat together like that? But we don't find that to be, like, unusual. unusual. Yeah. Yeah. What did y'all do to keep it, um, to keep things together during the pandemic? Just be normal. Yeah. I think we were already used to being together a lot. <laughs> so, um, but we did, like, initially, um, we homeschooled the kids. They they didn't like the virtual learning, so we were like, forget it. You know, we set up a little school area at home, mm-hmm. put poster boards up, and they enjoyed it. Like, they were like, it's time for school. You know, they were pretty, <laughs> still pretty small. Um, kindergarten and pre-K, I think it was. Yeah. So, or kindergarten and first grade, whatever. So it was like, we did school after, after our work hours, but it was enjoyable. And I thought it was great to, like, really see what concepts the kids were strong in, what things they needed help in, because they were getting that one-to-one attention. You know, right. it was great. Yeah. But dealing specifically with relationships, kids aside, like the two of y'all. Yeah, I'm like, to me, it didn't feel much different um, from when we were working outside of the home. I think because when, like, the hours that we are at home, was just like I guess amplified. Like we still mm-hmm. were doing the same thing that we would normally do. So I guess if you are a person who look forward to being away from the people that you live with, mm-hmm. like outside, to me it was hard. <laughs> I mean, some people be like, you know, they see going to work or going wherever as a way to be away from the people that you know they live with. Um, so if that's the case, then you know, I could see how that could be hard, but I think I wasn't feeling like, oh my god, I have to be with these people 24/7. I think what made it hard for work is you know, young kids they want your attention, so right, um, and eventually, you know, people got used to, uh, you know, at first I kept making, um, (laughs) excuse me, apologies, like, oh, I'm sorry, you might hear some noise in the background, the kids are home, but it became to be such a thing, you know, for so many people, then it was like, hey, don't make excuses for your kids, right? background noise or whatever. Yeah, so. Yes, those um, first couple months working from home was definitely interesting. The noises and the sounds that go on in my house is kind of crazy. It's not not as crazy as (laughs) you, but it definitely gets there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, okay, so let's let's talk more about dating. Have mm-hmm. you guys, or would you ever um, do speed dating? And what do you think about it? I've never done it, but I don't, maybe maybe mm-hmm. I would. Yeah. I don't know. I think the concept is interesting. You get you know x amount of time to talk to each person. Yeah. So I think that's a, a you know simple enough concept. Yeah. What about you? I've never done it. I think it could be fun. You know, for people who are dating and. Um, yeah. I almost did it and I chickened really? out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, 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 did, I do remember. I, I chickened out because it's like, oh my God, like lightning around. But I think, too, it's like, am I going to be picked? Or, you know, <laughs> right. like, I, that I like, but they want to, you know, proceed forward or whatever. Um, but uh, I chickened out. I think now I probably would do it. You know, mm-hmm. I, was, you know I was probably in my 20s when I. Almost did it. There's still so a little bit of nerves it. there, you know. Mm-hmm. You're like, am I gonna be picked? You don't be the last oh, person on the softball team. Organizers yeah. out there, let us know. I mean, oh, yeah. no, because <laughs> no, we know we know a speed dater coordinator, oh, and um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I think I'm gonna pass. Yeah, I, I think. Um, how important, and I'm kind of all over the place now with my questions, but how important is height to you guys? I don't think it's like, you know, in the top five, but it might be the sixth man off the bench. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you can't be five two. Like, that's not going to work. But anything taller than what me. What if that guy like, had everything? I just don't. He would be my son. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm taking my son. Oh. If he's shorter than me, if you're my height or taller, mm-hmm. I can deal with that. So, would you? So, is height a non negotiable? I don't think it's a non negotiable. Like, but you can't be shorter than me. Yeah. Well, I mean, how can you negotiate with your height? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's some, there's some people who, like, I like I like taller people, but I have dated people who are not six feet tall. Like, I'm okay with that. But but if, if somebody if somebody walked up to me and they're five seven, I'd be like, oh, you five seven? You know what I mean? Right. I just you know, it'll be whatever, but you can't walk up to me and be bush with beer. Did I ever tell you about the time that Deanna oh, 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 Let oh, me oh, tell you about this. Let me tell you. I didn't know it was the bush with Guys, let me oh, tell you yeah. about short men at the same time. We were at a gas station? No. <laughs> no where did we meet them at? Oh, so I, 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 had, no, I had met the, guy, uh, the, the one guy prior to you meeting the friend. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, why don't you have your friend come meet my cousin or whatever? And he told me that his cousin was best friends with my brother when they were younger or something. But I was imagining a totally different guy. He said, you know my cousin? He said, he know you. His name is Joe. So I was like, okay. But, you know, there's probably 10 guys named Joe that was new growing up. <laughs> this Joe I never met before. This Joe was literally a little person. He drove on the is this Mike? Is this Mike on? Yeah. Uh, guys, so my perspective, I meet him. He's sitting on a pillow. Oh, he he had to yeah. hop out of the car. He had to do this to get out of the car. And I was like, oh my God, this bush was Bill. Like, I'm afraid of Bill. <laughs> <laughs> and what is happening? And I'm like, Deanna, are you serious right now? I was a different guy. I <laughs> was a little like, girl, you cannot. And I had to stay there and be wingman. But the whole time, I'm like, please, sir, don't talk to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know you're three foot five. Like, come on. Y'all should tell people that. I didn't know. I met him <laughs> the same time you did. So I knew the guy that I was with, who wasn't very tall, by the way. But he was taller than the little person cousin who tried no to make me believe that I knew him. There's nothing wrong with little people at all. Absolutely not. But that's uh, what I'm saying. I, I think for a lot of women that height is, a height is definitely important, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. I, I just feel like it's not much to ask you to be taller than me. Yeah, I'm not. Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have had an experience where I so went back in our clubbing days. Yeah, 
Back in our clubbing days, you know, you know how you know how guys would come behind you and dance on you and stuff like that. I in my in my twenties, oh god, it's not good, guys. It's gonna make me sound But yeah, so I danced with the guy. I never turned around. Like here's my dumb ball, like whatever. And then, <laughs> right. and then he, the next day, he wanted to take me out on a date. So I went out on a date with this guy, and he gets out of the car, and I'm just like, <laughs> Shelly, no, no, Shelly here, broke that dress. You go now. Yeah, it was like I can't, like I just, I couldn't. I tried. I
not let you guys hook me up. You guys don't know what I like. <laughs> That's what we do. No. That's what we do. See, they, they know what they know physically. physically, probably what I like. I think personality. But I think, I think you guys want to physically. Physically, I don't know what you like. Personality and all that other stuff, I know what you like. Because yeah. I don't think anybody you dated looks the same. The same. The same. They, have some, they have some attributes that are similar. Some of them. Mm-hmm. I, I think I will pack somebody for Shelly. But you actually did date somebody that I hooked you up with. Oh. Anyway, you, know, you want me to say his name? No. No. Okay then. Well. Initially, like the early 2000s, I was like, I don't know how everybody felt like it was unsafe. Yeah, you know. but now I think it's just become the like, norm. Like going to a club, meeting somebody, yeah. or yeah, I don't, I don't think it's as unsafe because you can find out a lot of people person online. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you definitely can. And you I all think profiles and <laughs> right. right. I try to play the closer role to like dating somebody that I kind of know or whatever, but I'm, I'm I think I'm kind of getting away from doing that too because I'm like you don't you don't know them either. Right. You know. You know. I think it's just best to kind of if you're in a dating stage, like kind of put yourself out there and meet people and you know mm-hmm. see be what you just be open to it for sure. Iris right. stated that her son, my nephew, met his wife. Oh, they're very, very cool. Yeah. They just got married. Yeah, they got married August of the last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know several online couples who have gotten married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So did I cover everything in our relationship? Love is blind. It okay. is. So the question remains: Is love blind or not? Oh, is love blind? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would say no. Love has eyes. Like love, love is an action word. So it's not just about, you know, a warm and fuzzy feeling. It is a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to choose people you love daily, whether it be in a, you know, a, a relationship like, you know, partnership or friendship or you know, whatever the ship at the end, <laughs> ship of your ship. choice. Um, it's a choice, yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. it's like we lost the camera. Yeah. Are we still live? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know where where our audio went, but we're still here. Oh, we're still here by the grace of God. Yeah. <laughs> Requires you to make a choice. And it's like, do you choose your loved ones daily in spite of their mistakes, their flaws, you know, and and everything that encompasses who they are? Yeah. So, um, love is not blind. And I want you to see me. I want you to see all of me, you know, good, bad, and indifferent, and still choose me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think love is one of those things where it's, it's, you know, unless you are actually blind, you know, <laughs> you, 
Love has. I can't, I can't be serious. I cannot be serious. I cannot be serious with them on anything. I just can't. No, if you, okay, if, if you were dating a blind man, even me and love is blind. <laughs> if y'all had dated Stevie oh. Wonder. that love is a choice however um you could choose to <laughs> you could choose to you could choose to overlook you can choose to not be so i don't want to say picky but mm -hmm. you could choose to love somebody based on their characteristics and not what society or what other people are going to think about your mate. You could choose to love them based on who they are at their core and their person. Obviously, they have to be attractive. You have to be attracted to them or right. some something about quality them. about mm -hmm. them. But it doesn't have to be a, you know, oh, you got to be six feet tall. You got to be this. You got to make $100,000 a year. You got to do this. You got to do that. You have to, you know. Yeah, I don't even think people really have though. I, I, I think people good women. Do, well, I think good women and good men don't really have the. I think that's immaturity. Like he gotta be six foot tall and he has to make this in his, his account. I think to me, I feel like that's almost like limiting yourself to what could actually possibly come into your life. Like Absolutely, an exact amount or an exact height. I think mm. that that's kind of. And I think sometimes even when people have those lists there's an exception to the rule, you mm -hmm. know, like, um, we haven't touched on it. I don't think thus far, but you know, like, how do you feel about interracial dating? I always said like, I would not intentionally purposely or, you know, actively seek a mate outside of my race. So if you, if I were to end up being with someone outside of my race, it would be because it was something, you know, that just was really organic, authentic. And we probably like, met at work, became friends and, you know, un, uh, intentionally fell in love. Like, mm. but I'm not someone who would necessarily go seek a mate outside of my race. You mm. know? That's a good point. Would you? Um, I, I think I would. Mm. I think I would. I just, the opportunity has never presented itself. You know, I told y'all, I was like, I'm going to be a little white man. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... You did. You always say that. <laughs> But um, I think the opportunity has never presented itself. I do think it comes with some challenges, though. Mm -hmm. um, with it depends on the, it really depends on that individual if they understand what it's like to date a black woman. If they are an ally to the black community, then yes, I, I probably could. But if you, I've, I've seen some couples where it's like the husband is like, "Oh, you're one of the good ones." Mm. Or the wife is like, you're one of the good ones, but still, I've seen women online, they'll have half black babies and will be calling somebody the N word and talking all type of, you know, talk. And it's yeah, like, but your kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't you know. think, I think that you can love someone and marry somebody of opposite race, but it doesn't necessarily give you like a pass to, no. to do whatever. Like, I think you can still, you know, be appropriate and appreciate the differences. I do think in a lot of ways we're, we're more alike than we are different. But, yeah. Um, you ain't willing to give it a try. I, I said I would be, but I wouldn't necessarily. So I would. I, I don't necessarily think, seek it out. I wouldn't seek it out, nor do I like when I hear someone of, you know, any particular race say they don't date within their race. Like I'll yeah. never date a, another black woman or I'll never date a black man. You know, I think that's um, a little insane. How do you feel about uh, uh, someone outside of our race saying, I only date black women? 
I think that's, that's weird thing. too. Yeah, I, I think, think that, that you know, regardless of what your race is, if you say you don't date your race because of X, Y, Z, that means you got some trauma that you need to heal and you need to work on that. Yeah. Now you like what you like. I don't mind you saying, man, I, I'm really attracted to black women because of this, this, and that. Not that I hate dating white women, but right. this is what I'm attracted to. That's yeah. fine. Because there might be people out here like I'm attracted to redheads. Right. And I, I seek out a redheaded person, mm -hmm. you know. I almost dated a Hispanic guy. I was in my early twenties at this time. <coughs> and he his his re his, well, he wanted to date me because he thought he he liked me, but he was like, he does not date Hispanic women. And his brother worked at this job too. And he was like, Yes, he's crazy about black women. And he was like, So I could I could have dated him. We could have mm -hmm. I don't like guys of any race, black or whatever, mm -hmm. who um who make it seem like it's like a like a an obsession yeah. or a fantasy fetish. or mm -hmm. a fetish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not your fetish. Yeah. So that would be problematic if you're if you might think it's a selling point to be like, oh, I just love like what not yeah, I don't like like no. Yeah. I'm not a fetish. Yeah. A I'm creepy not. a creepy incident happened to me. <laughs> when I was in my early twenties I didn't have a car. So I used to like catch tra public transportation. Mm -hmm. And one day I had to catch a cab to work because I was late. I know nobody catches cabs anymore if that's Uber and Lyft mm -hmm. is out now, but <clears throat> it was a uh, Middle Eastern man. Mm -hmm. And somehow he just started going on this rant about black women and how, you know, he would love to be with a black woman because mm -hmm. I heard black women do this and they're this mm -hmm. way and they're like this and blah, blah, blah. And then after you talked all that fetish talk, tried to kick it to me, and I'm like, let me out of this car. Matter of fact, you can drop me off right here. I'm good. I can walk the rest of the way because it's like now I feel unsafe. Yeah. 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 Something like that. I had a masseuse like that. Like, was like, oh my God. Like, it's not every day that I get to work on an African American queen. No, that would be yeah, creepy. Yeah, he was so creepy. I don't know how I made it through that massage. We'll mm. never. Man, that's like, crazy. Five stars, so that'd be so. creepy. You know? So at the end of the day, love is not blind. Love is not blind. Her, her was blind. Yeah. It's a choice. Yes, but let us know your thoughts. Let us know if you think love is blind or if you've had a blind date experience that turned out great. Maybe you weren't attracted to them, but you eventually married them. And, or, you know, vice versa. And I think as the show continues on, The Love is Blind, I would be interested to know the stats of, you know, how many mm -hmm. of the marriages stay together well, long term. Yeah. Well, that, the black couple that I was talking about, Ayana and, Ayana and Jared, just announced their divorce three weeks ago, but another couple from the same season just announced their divorce. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there's some statistics behind it. Yeah, because I'm sure they yeah. probably feel rushed to make this decision. Mm -hmm. like, but there's some that time. are married that are still married from the first season. Yeah. How many um, seasons are there? Two. Two. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. So yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to see because I mean a lot of non-blind marriages end in divorce. Like, mm -hmm. will their longer outcomes be similar to like just the regular? Well, a lot of cu cultures they. Prearrange the marriage. You don't know the person. Yeah. You know. So arranged marriages in some places have kind of evolved, where there's still an arrangement, but the people, you know, do get to meet and mingle before they actually get married. Mm -hmm. um, not like way back when they just really met at the altar. Yeah, my um, friend from from um, she's from India. She was in an arranged marriage, and it was it was some it was some traditional stuff and some non traditional stuff. She was able to see a picture of him beforehand. She did have a conversation with him, but that conversation took place at the ceremony. So they were like, in it to win it. Um, and they are still together and yeah. have children. So um, I think it all worked out. And she was excited. You know, she thought that we would all think that was very weird because she lives here in America and has been here for such a long period of time. Mm -hmm. But she stayed true to her culture and, you know, yeah, a lot of those marriages. Uh, my parents need to arrange something for me. Right, they laugh and stand the test of time. Yeah, you'll be fighting them. <laughs> they talk about you about to get married next nah, week. <laughs> I would, but I wonder would they ever try to like hook me up with someone? Like my mom says that she, I don't, I don't know if she says she would or she wouldn't. 
So I have to ask her. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. I'm sure she'll come. Yeah, she out here getting people married and stuff. Right. <laughs> So, well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of What's Brewing, Sis. Don't forget to check out the book. Get the book. Buy it wherever books are sold. September 29th. September 29th, we'll be talking to the author. It is called Tanya's Journey of Forgiveness. Tanya's Journey. Tanya's Journey of Forgiveness with Jacqueline Stewart is the author. You saw the video at the top of the hour. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything we, else we want to announce? No, but I think before we go, because of our audio, we should replay the video, right? Yeah, we could definitely replay that video. So you guys could check it out, and we'll do that on the outro. But we will have some more news. Oh, we have some. Yes, oh my God, guys. We have some amazing news. Subscribe to our newsletter. Yes. So you'll go to our website. At uh, com, And right on the homepage, you'll see a link. And you can sign up for our newsletter. And you'll be the first to know about the great news that we have coming up. We got some big things planned for big the weekend, too. So please keep us in your prayers. Because we're going to be making some big moves soon, I think. Absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. We're definitely going to make some big moves. <laughs> stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. Yes. And keep it brewing. Hello, everybody. I'm writer Jacqueline Stewart, and I'm super excited to be right here on What's Brewing Sis podcast. I first want to thank you ladies so much for taking the time to read my book. And not just that, but for sharing the story of Tanya's journey of forgiveness with your community. This is a story that encompasses losing love, healing, forgiveness, self-discovery, friendship, and finding love again. I want you to take time to read it and then join me right back here on September 29th.